podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Tuesday after a weekend in which James Milner signed a new one-year contract with Liverpool and Naby Keita began uh, contract talks over a new deal that he is expected to sign in the coming weeks. We also got news that Liverpool's move for Calvin Ramsey is edging closer to completion. It looks like the Reds will pay about £4 for the young Scottish right-back who will come in and you'd imagine in the short term, largely play in the 23s. He'll get some first-team opportunities. But I think it's safe to say that's a long-term signing. Only 18. He's only had one real season of senior football with Aberdeen. But he impressed everybody who watched him across the 33 games he played last year. So Ramsey coming in, that's the long-term future behind Trent taken care of. Joe Gomez will likely play some games at right back this season. Milner will likely be called upon at some point in a cup to fill in at right back. And that takes care of that problematic position because one of the issues we've had has been Trent has been overplayed. And I think at the end of this season, we saw Trent look quite tired. We saw him particularly in the Champions League final, look on the ball in particular like a fellow who'd played too much football. David Ornstein is reporting that Real Madrid have reached verbal agreement with Monaco to sign Chiumeni in a package worth over €100 million, which is just bananas money, to be fair. We thought we had a deal done at about £65 million, including add-ons. That is over £80 million. And um, it is what it is. We just got gazumped, unfortunately. It's a shame because he would have been an outstanding addition. But away with him. If that's where he wants to go and sit on the bench and watch, that's grand. Up to him. Uh, I have no doubt that we'll be able to find alternative targets. And one of the possible alternatives for us could well be that rather than signing a starting calibre midfielder, now I think we need two midfielders in. I think we need an eight and an aggressive ball winner, a long-term successor to Fabinho. Kone, Turam, Kefren, not Marcus. Amadou Onana, Cech Dekure, John Onana, any of those would fill that long-term potential starting number six position, give us a good backup in the interim. 
But the other one is that more attack-minded number eight, that creative force who can bring a goal threat. It may be that instead of buying a midfielder, what Liverpool do is buy a winger and fully commit to going 4-2-4 as opposed to writing the names out 4-3-3 but having that right-sided midfielder play in a front four. If we watch how Harvey Elliott played that role and how Jordan Henderson played that role, they didn't play as midfielders. We played a double pivot and they played in the front four. With Henderson, he'd largely play off the striker and make those runs out wide. With Harvey, he'd largely start out wide. So why not buy a winger to play on the right and move Salah central next to a striker? And it does appear like Darwin Nunes is the primary target up front. Paul Joyce's name dropped him now. That's following on from Miguel Delaney saying that Darwin's preference was a move to Liverpool over a move to United. So if we go Salah and Darwin through the middle and bring in a right winger, and there have been links, there's been links to Serge Gnabry, there's been links to Rafinha. So that might indicate that that's the plan, to just full-on commit to it. And maybe next summer then we look for that big hitter in midfield, that long-term partner for Fabinho, long-term main body in midfield. If we got Nabry in a deal for, for Mane, even if we had to throw in some money just to make up the fact that Nabry is, what, four years younger? That could make sense. Rafinha could make even more sense because out of possession, he could drop in as the right-sided eight. It's a position he has played before. But you can't say that a 4-2-4, a 4-4-2 shape with Trent, Ibu, or Matip, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho and Thiago in midfield, Nabri or Rafinha on the right wing, Diaz on the left wing, and Salah and Nunes up doesn't excite you. If it doesn't, you're watching the wrong sport entirely. That team has everything. And we don't lose anything defensively by not having that third midfielder there, because unless it's Nabi, you don't get anything out of them defensively. You get don't get anything defensively out of Elliot. You don't get anything defensively out of Henderson. You don't get anything defensively really out of Ox. And then you keep Naby as the rotation piece with Thiago. So we always have one of them in the team. That would be ideal. And if you could get someone like Kone, he comes in as a backup to Fab. Or you could look for a longer term, you know, more of a project like Amadou Onana. Henderson could be the primary backup to Fabinho next year with Onana developed to take over the following season. Elliot's the backup right winger. Carvalho's the backup left winger. Bobby and Jota are the backups up front. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. And you've still got Curtis Jones. You've still got Cade Gordon. I think we will see Ben Doak at some point play a first team minute or two next season. Same thing with, with young Clark. I think he's going to play at some point next season, probably in, in one of the Cups. That's a lot to be excited about. 
And then in terms of our defensive depth, you've got Ramsey, Mata Perkinate, depending who the starter is, Gomez and Costas plus Kelleher. That's a pretty strong team. And something we could really start to look at projecting out over the next six, seven years. That group of players, there's not a whole lot you'd need to replace anytime soon. Thiago would be one. And that may be Jude Bellingham next summer. Now, I know they're very different players, but Klopp may look to go more aggressive as he gets deeper into this tenure. And a Fabinho-Bellingham pairing could be really, really good. But Thiago's still got two years left in his deal. And there's no reason to look at Thiago and think he can't play on well into his his mid-30s. He'll need to be managed, obviously, because of the injuries, but he's that good. You look at Modric at 36, there's no reason Thiago can't do that. Salah is 30, but there's no reason he couldn't play till 35 at a really high level. Same thing goes for Virgil. Fab is the one I have some concerns over, how he'll age, but his contract's till, what, 2025? Three more years? I think he's absolutely fine for those. And that's where you'll want to have someone in place. That's, I think, where we wanted to have Chuameni, but if we could get Kone in particular, or Onana, or Kefram Turam, or whoever, as that long-term successor to him, it future-proofs us against the eventuality that Fabinho ages out of the team. Ali will age well. His game's not based on agility. He's a big-bodied goalkeeper, great 1v1, all those type of things will age really well. It's shaping up to be something special for the next few years, as it has been for the last few. But we have to get the players in this summer. And with Carvalho in and Ramsey almost in, that means we need three more. Striker, attacking midfielder slash winger, and a defensive midfielder. And it may be that we loan Curtis Jones out next summer. Could you do... Jones on loan for two years plus cash to Gladbach to get Kone. I think that's something they might be interested in. They're always interested in cash and they're always interested in good players. And that could help Curtis massively. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun to see what happens this summer. Uh, This is Anfield. Have a piece on Calvin Ramsey, a couple of pieces on Milner. A piece on Bobby, a piece on Nabi, a bit on Bakayo Saka, who has been named as a a future target um, by a couple of outlets. Liverpool.com, they have a piece on Calvin Ramsey, a piece on Salah. I think that might be based on some Daily Mirror piece, so it might not be worth thinking about. Um... Virgil van Dijk has already told Liverpool the ideal transfer to replace Sadio Mane. I think that's Darwin. Liverpool have ideal 60 million Darwin Nunes alternative who just made flattering admission. That would be Christopher Nkunku. And look, you could get Darwin and Nkunku playing. Nkunku as a 10. Darwin as the 9. Keep Salah on the right wing and Diaz on the left and go 4-2-3-1 if, you want, if, Klopp, if Klopp wants to do that. But I do think he's looking to change the shape. I think what we've seen this season is quite a drastic change in our in-possession shape, and it's something I'd expect to continue moving forward. 
Liverpool could find bargain Sadio Mane transfer placement. This is Moussa Dembele. That would be a no. He hasn't developed properly at all uh, since moving on to Lyon. Uh, there's a piece here about Tammy Abraham, a piece about Rafinha, a bit about Fabio Carvalho. Uh, Liverpool can make next midfield evolution with £46 million transfer after telling Jurgen Klopp hint. So this would be probably my, realistically, my top choice to come in if we were sticking 4-3-3 and Klopp wanted to get a real attacking midfielder in there and someone that would enable us to go 4-2-3-1 in possession, Dominic Zavoslai of RB Leipzig, who is just an outstanding player. Shades of Michael Ballack about his game. There's little shades of De Bruyne about his game. There's little shades of Gerrard about his game. Absolutely outstanding player. So definitely one worth keeping an eye on. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have loads of new podcasts. There are two AI scouteds, myself and Carl. One looking at players who are out of contract and where they could go and would we take them at Liverpool. And then potential midfielders. So we looked at it from the purpose of, you know, sticking with 4-3-3 and who could you bring in. So that is there. Uh, There will be at least one, maybe two more scouters, probably one more this week and then two next week as well. Uh, There's a couple of Pro Plus podcasts up. One is the beginning of a new series where Nina and Mr. Drinkle go through this season have a chat about it, going to get guests on, talk about moments of the season. So do check that out, the episode one there. And then Lubo and Friends, the Positivity podcast, Lubo, Matt and Paul, episode six, Revenge of the XG. That is out as well. So do check that out too. And that is me for today, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.